we sit as we listen to our readings from Holy Scripture. A reading from the book of Genesis. After Abram's return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shavala. That is the king's valley. And King Metisildic of Salam bought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, maker of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him one-tenth of everything. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to to God. God. Psalm 128, the response, whoever fears the Lord shall indeed be blessed. Whoever fears the Lord shall indeed be blessed. Happy are they all who fear the Lord and who follow in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of your labor. Happiness and prosperity shall be yours. Whoever fears the Lord shall indeed be blessed. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine within your house, your children like olive shoots round about your table. Whoever fears the Lord shall thus indeed be blessed. Whoever fears the Lord shall indeed be blessed. The Lord bless you from Zion, And may you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. May peace be upon Israel. Whoever hears the Lord shall indeed be blessed. The second reading is from Revelation. I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty thunderpeals, crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult, and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. To her it has been granted to be clothed within fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are true words of God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your comrades who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you're able, please stand to receive the gospel. 
Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was revealed in flesh, proclaimed among the nations, and believed in throughout the world. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. There was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine, and did not know from where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, then the inferior wine, after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and reveal his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Pray that I speak and you hear. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do be seated. We continue in the season of Epiphany as Jesus' glory is revealed at the wedding at Cana and his disciples believed in him. So ends our reading from John. But all of our readings today focus on the sacrament of marriage, the holy matrimony, the sacrament of the Eucharist, Holy Communion both of which are sensitive subjects in church today, in this season of COVID-19 pandemic. Those of you who are regular communicants and are currently unable to worship with us in person, while you enjoy the online worship, you probably have reservations about spiritual communion, especially when we were all in lockdown and I was the only one receiving. But that says that we are all members of the body of Christ, and if I receive, so you do too. Some of you have been postponing your weddings because you are unable to fit in with the new rule. Sometimes we can have 30 people at the wedding, we can have 15, right now we can only have six, and it's only encouraged if the situation is really grave. 
So a few challenges in this sacramental pipeline. But our readings point us to what marriage can and should mean more than we can ever imagine. Psalm 128, which we read today, contains a beautiful set of family prayers, a celebration of the blessings of family life. And the last section is used sometimes at weddings. May you live to see your children's children and peace upon God's people. It joins the joy of family life to the joy of life in fellowship with one another. Whether it's your, those of you, the two who are getting married, your biological family, or your family here, for example, your family here in fellowship, this body of Christ, it joins those together. Genesis focuses our attention on the theme of kingly priesthood in association with what we would identify as the Eucharistic offering of bread and wine. Salem is traditionally identified with Jerusalem that the psalmist talks about. And one scholar observes that in this short section of Genesis, we find both the racial and the geographical identity of the people of God brought together for the first time. Abraham, this is before his name was changed to Abraham by God, Abraham recognizes the status of the foreign king Melchizedek. He receives his blessing. But although Genesis is full of genealogies, for Melchizedek, there is no record of his lineage before or after. Melchizedek, king of Salem, was a priest in an order that had no beginning. The reading says he was priest God most high. El Ilion, God most high. And Hebrews 7 attests that Jesus, a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 7.22 concludes that Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. And the weaving of these themes of marriage and Eucharist continues in Revelation. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And for those who are already Christian, the marriage supper of the Lamb can inspire the prayer that we may live to see our children's children, whether it's blood family or your spiritual family. It will touch our hearts because, of course, everybody, each one of you here at home online, each one is somebody's child. And sometimes when I talk to adults, I might say, child, what are you doing? And they would say, I'm not a child. I'm like, you're somebody's child. So we are all children in our, in our um, real children of God as Christians. And we don't know who the couple were at this wedding in Cana, but we're joining the party now with Jesus and his mother and his disciples, where Jesus performs his first miracle. His glory is revealed, and his disciples believed in him. C.S. Lewis, in his book, God in the Dock, D-O-C-K, God in the Dock, 
He says that God has been and God is still changing water into wine. He says that God is doing that all the time. And this is how he writes in his book. God creates the vine and teaches it to draw up water by its roots. And with the aid of the sun, to turn that water into a juice which will ferment and take on certain qualities. Thus, every year, from Noah's time till ours, God turns water into wine. And we know that we need some help of human beings in the process to bring the wine to our table, whether it's a table at home or indeed the table here, the communion table. And this first miracle of Jesus points to a miraculous life, an abundant life of Jesus, of you, of me. And I guess if I ask you this morning, do you live a life of miracles? You may be tempted to say no, because of this pandemic in which we find ourselves. Life is different and has been different since March last year. It can be stressful. Some of you have been isolating, shielding, in lockdown since March. Haven't been out, haven't been seeing people. So it can be stressful and depressing and seemingly devoid of miracles. And I was thinking of the miracles and the blessings that sometimes we don't notice because we get caught up so much right now in, in all that's happening with COVID-19. I was reminded of a song, part of which says, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And so that reminds us that miracles of love are taking place around us all the time. Extreme acts of generosity, graciousness, gracious forgiveness, kindness, care and compassion. And these miracles are happening around us all the time. They are transforming our lives even if we're unable to see the wood for the trees, or like someone said, the water for the wine. Miracles are happening around us. God is blessing us in little ways, and that hymn reminds us to count those blessings, look for them. And so whether we are able to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion physically or not, if you've been able to proceed with your wedding, or you still have canceled it one more time and you're waiting for it to happen. Indeed, only this morning I heard on the news from a lady who is terminally ill and she arranges weddings for people like her who are terminally ill. And she was saying that one of her brides postponed her wedding, had to postpone the wedding and she died. So, really sad news. As she said, that doesn't usually happen. But we are in different times. So even if all those meticulous plans haven't yet come into reality, 
like-minded, for example. I invite you to make space in your lives for the revelation of the glory of God in the miracles, in the blessings. Let us ask God to open our eyes to see the miracles around us, to rejoice in those blessings that God is bestowing upon us in this time of COVID-19. And we have a lot to be thankful for. Some of us have received vaccines, more are still receiving, people are recovering. Of course, we are overwhelmed with the bad news, but there is good news also. And we give thanks to all those who are working behind the scenes, the scientists, the medical teams, those who are caring for one another, to bring the good news and allow us to see God's blessings and the miracles that God is performing in our midst. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.